I'm Marjorie Punnett. I'm Elizabeth Reese. This is the Nestor Miniso that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. And it's August. It's time for our Watch, Read, Listen episode of The Nest. Oh, it's been a very busy month of watching, mostly for me. How about you? (laughs) That's good. Yeah, I've been consuming a lot of good stuff. And I am going to repeat something that you've talked about in the past because I think it is just that important. But let's start with what you're watching. I just, I'm a little behind on this one because I've heard a lot of chatter about this documentary, The Social Dilemma. I still haven't watched this either. It's a, if you have children... Yeah. It's a 100% you have to watch this. It goes into, they talk to all of sort of the early tech people involved in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and they talk about some of the decisions that they've made and why they made them in the early days and then the unintended consequences of those decisions that they've made. It's quite frightening. I was telling my husband, we were talking about it this morning, and I was really clear about we didn't have gaming systems in our house right? at all when the kids were teenagers. And they were there, and they were pretty sophisticated by the time my kids were teenagers. Sophisticated enough. Yeah, when I was a teenager, it was like Mario Kart. Yeah, Yeah, that's really awesome. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, it hasn't (laughs) moved. It it moved beyond that. And I just felt really strongly that for purely selfish motives, I didn't want one more thing that I had to police. Yeah. And I thought – One more thing that was going to be in competition with homework. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want it in the house. We already had a pretty strong no TV during the week rule for the kids. I didn't want one more thing. So I just said, you know, you can play, play as many video games as you want at your friends' houses. You know, I don't care about that. You want to go spend all Friday night and play video games? Go for it. Yeah. But they, it meant I didn't have to police it in my house. And that turns out to have been a really, really good decision. When you start to look at addiction and all of the other complications that come with the internet. Yeah. And so if you've got young kids, you need to watch this to inform yourself about what's actually happening. And then coincidentally, and this is a little cheat on the read, there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal about what they're doing now, the studies that they're doing on unnatural dopamine release because of video games. And we're going to have to do a whole best of the nest on it coming up because that's unbelievable. But the social dilemma, I just can't say enough. If you haven't seen it yet and you're raising kids, you need to see it. Yeah, I need to watch that. That's on Netflix. Okay. I just watched Small Town News on HBO Max. All right. I'm not going to rave about it like it's amazing. Okay. I don't think it was this really incredible thing, but it's a six part docuseries on this tiny little cable news station outside of Las Vegas in Pahrumpf, Nevada. And what's funny about it is that if you ever worked in a small market TV station, you will find it entertaining. And if you've ever kind of thought like, oh, when you start out in TV, it's like really glamorous. Or even if you work in TV at all, it's really glamorous. Here's a newsflash. It's not that glamorous. (laughs) So not. So not at all. It is um, to see these characters the story doesn't really go anywhere. You know, you kind right. of want it to have like, I sort of thought, did I miss something here? I mean, you want to have a little <laughs> bit more of a development in people. It has right. a little bit of, oh gosh, now I'm in it. Oh, it has a little bit of like Tiger King vibes where it's just like right. really strange people. But that's sort of the joy of documentaries is just seeing people who don't live like you yeah. live. And yeah. and I do think it's worth a watch. It's kind of mindless, and you can sort of just go, what is happening with these people, and how are they making this work? And also, though, there is some commentary on kind of 
the state of media and the media landscape and who owns what and all of that. I think I, I do think you and Ian would have fun watching it. Don't I, don't have like don't go in with super high expectations. <laughs> just be like, all right, let's just watch this. Well, I will tell you, we started it. Did now you? We started it, and as often happens, we start things too late at night, and yeah. so we're both super tired. And I just didn't. I may try again. I think in that moment, you know how it's a mood thing, especially for yeah. us, because that represents like a a part of our life. We both came up through small town news. Yeah, so not we, this small town. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> so Duluth was huge compared to this. Huge. Massive. Oh, funny. Yes, I may 100%. try it again. Now yeah. that you sort of went through the whole thing, I may give it another shot. Just uh, just adjust your expectations. I think yeah. so much of what you watch yeah. and consume has to do with expectations. So just go into it like that. Okay, what are you reading? Okay, so this is embarrassing. I'm still reading Eleanor. Oh, yeah. Um, the book about Eleanor Roosevelt. I've been – this was in last month's Watch, Read, Listen. <laughs> That's how slowly I'm making through this book, and I've renewed it twice. So luckily, this is not a book that's in high demand at the library because it's going to take me probably two years to get through it. I'm still enjoying it, but I'm reading about 10 pages at a time and then falling asleep. So I'm not I'm not cruising through it, but I'm still enjoying it. So if you're a history buff and you like biographies, it's it's really quite good. It's just taking me a long time to get through it. How about you? What are you reading? Okay. Well, this is the book that's currently on my nightstand and I haven't started it yet. It's the next thing I'm going to start. But it's by an author who I love. Her name is Tracy Garvis Graves and her Hmm. new book is coming out. Now, it's not even fully out yet. I happen to get a little pre-copy because I know her. It's coming out this fall and it's called Herded in a Love Song. She just writes, so she's an Iowa based writer. She started by self publishing and then her books just kind of took off and then she got a publishing deal. And it's a love story and I'm really excited about this one. It's, uh, it says it's a love story of, about starting over and second chances. She just writes like really lovely, stories that I like to read that don't cause me stress that are kind of a little bit like beach reedy, but not so fluffy. Um, just a nice balance. And she's a great writer and it's just what you want out of a book sometimes, which is to just pick up a relaxing book and read it and not have to feel like you have to learn something or be changed, change the world (laughs) or be able to have some sort of crazy conversation about it to impress some sort of literature expert at a cocktail party. Just like read the book and enjoy it. Um, And and be transported. Yes, I know. So the character Layla is 35 and recently divorced. And then there's a guy named Josh who's a single dad whose daughter attends the elementary school where Layla teaches music. I can just imagine this is going to be so wonderful. (laughs) It's just sitting right there on my nightstand. And um, Tracy Garvis Graves has several other books that she's written. She is also a joy of a person. She's just a really joy. She would actually be a really fun guest on our podcast. Let's do um, it. To kind of talk about storytelling and about her journey as a writer. And she's been in the Twin Cities Live studio several times, and I just really love her. So any of her books, I highly recommend. And I think you'll just enjoy it. And it'll be good for you. Be good for your soul. (sighs) I need things that are good for me. Okay, so listen, on Friday, and if you haven't seen the publicity for it, I don't know where you are. Respect came out. It's everywhere. the movie about Aretha Franklin and yes. Jennifer Hudson stars in it. So I think it's going to be pretty incredible. I I am, I think Jennifer Hudson's kind of amazing and I think her voice is kind of amazing. To be honest, I don't know a ton about Aretha Franklin. I mean, yeah. I know she's the queen of soul, all of right. sort of, I know sort of the stuff. So a really challenging upbringing became a mom at a really young age. I mean, there's a lot of complexities there with her family too. There's a lot of story. 
but other than her hits, I don't know a lot. Like, I, I've never done a deep dive on her music. So last week I downloaded Amazing Grace, and it's the complete recordings. I have Apple Music, so I just downloaded all of it. And it was a recording of Aretha Franklin at the New Temple Missionary Baptist Church in L.A. from 1972. Yeah. Oh, my God, Elizabeth. Amazing. And I wanted to, I kind of wanted to hear Aretha Franklin before I went to see the movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like have her in my head before I went and had Jennifer Hudson replace what would, you know what I mean? I just wanted yeah. to hear her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you've sang in enough church choirs in your, in your life. I think you would really enjoy it. The choir's amazing. Of course, she sings Amazing Grace. She sings yeah. Holy, Holy. She sings sort of all of the gospel classics. And it's, it is, it is transporting. As long as we're going to keep talking about going to another place, it's really quite amazing. And so that's what I've been listening to. And then, of course, I go into the full deep dive that there was a documentary made of her going to the church in 1972 that never saw the light of day until 2018. Wow. Yeah. And it was what was interesting. It's because the director made a mistake and didn't do the clap, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh. He didn't do the clap. And they could, they, it was too frustrating to try and link up the video to the audio. (gasps) So, so it got shelved and they lost about 20 hours of it. I mean, it's just this harrowing story of this amazing moment that was documented. But badly. And then it was oh, finally geez. made into a documentary and was released in 2018. Didn't didn't make a lot of money. I didn't even hear about it in 2018. Yeah. But you can watch it on Hulu. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to before I go see Respect. Oh, that's um, good. So, But if you like gospel or you just like Aretha Franklin or you just want to hear something that's really, really cool, it's Amazing Grace, the complete recordings live. And it's live, of course, from 1972. Amazing. So good. So good. Okay. I, um, you talked about this book and we've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast. I am listening to what happened to you by Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Bruce Perry. You did not oversell this in the least bit. It is so powerful and so meaningful. And what it does is it focuses on childhood trauma and how childhood trauma shapes the brain and then shapes how people react to every single situation and relationship moving forward in their life. And so instead of asking the question, what's wrong with you, Oprah and Dr. Bruce Perry, who she's worked with, who's been a childhood trauma expert for decades, are making the argument that we should be asking the question, what happened to you instead of what's wrong with you? And that that could be a fundamental shift in how we treat so many things. I just got through a part about addiction that was just like completely life-changing. And here's why I recommend, did you listen to it or did you read it? I listened to it. Okay. I listened to it. I talked to somebody on Twin Cities Live who also was recommending this book and she read the book. And I I just want to make the recommendation here that you listen to it instead of reading the actual book. Because as you mentioned, you hear Oprah and you hear Dr. Bruce Perry, they both narrate their own parts and then they integrate pieces of the Oprah Winfrey show where Oprah was doing interviews and having sort of these fundamental like, oh my gosh, moments as she was interviewing so many survivors of childhood trauma. And they use some of the clips from the show in the audiobook. I think this is the best audiobook I've ever listened to in terms of utilization of the audio portion, right? Of really, of really utilizing. I've talked about um, the book I listened to by Carly Simon. Yeah. That what was cool is I, I had recommended it to the book club. Everybody that read it 
really didn't like it. And I was the only one in the book club that listened to it. Oh, shoot. And it was because yeah. Carly Simon writes in her own vernacular. So yeah. like, if you look at it, the writing wouldn't be great, but it's not, it wasn't, it was meant to be spoken. It's her storytelling. It's her storytelling. And then in between the chapters, she would sing. And that was the first audiobook where I was like, oh my God, yes, this is the potential of audiobooks. Yeah. But to your yeah. point, I think this takes it to another level. I think, I think you're so exactly too. right. Yeah. It's so good. So I just really recommend that you listen to it. And I think we should do a whole podcast episode talking about it. It would okay. be fun to do. So we book kind Oprah? Of, yeah, let's book Oprah. <laughs> I'll DM let's her. Go. Yeah, you just send her a note. You used to work for her. Be like, hey, yeah, that matters. my paychecks. Will you come on the show? Anyway, what happened to you? I can't recommend it enough. I do want to tell you, though, it is intense. So, I mean, she talks about this at the beginning, kind of listening to it in blocks. And I think that is wise because there's a lot there. But isn't it, for me, what was so, I think what's so important and why I I would just shout it from the rooftops, it explains why people who have had trauma continue to sort of traumatize them, you know, continue to live in trauma. I don't want to say traumatize trauma. themselves, yeah. but continue to live in trauma mm-hmm. is because the coping mechanisms that got them through that initial trauma are not healthy. Right. And so you continue to make similar mistakes. And that mm-hmm. explains so much about everything when you look at somebody who's been wounded. And when you look at like the collective trauma within a community, I mean, all of these different things, it's really incredible. And I think you're right. I mean, to me, at least it feels like there's some hope there in terms of how we look at trauma and how we look at people who are dealing with addiction or sort of like that self-sabotage and self-medication and things like that. Right. I just think everyone needs to read this book. I think every person who has any interaction with a child or was a child needs to read this book, which means that that's every single person. Every single person. But it it goes back to, again, and this is why I have been an Oprah Winfrey fan for a very long time, is because she is so much the real deal in terms of really caring about humanity. And that sounds like I'm making this huge statement about her. But what's so incredible about this book is she started working with this doctor. I've talked about this before, but it it kind of blows my mind. She started working with him in the 90s. In the 90s, And then when she wanted to open up the school for girls in South Africa, she brought him in Mm -hmm. knowing these girls had had trauma. And that their one hope for success, for a successful life, not, you know, getting into an Ivy League, not although those girls have done beautifully. Yeah. Getting an education is one thing, but it's not going to take you the whole way. No, you've got to address the trauma. And that you think about that was like 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I think when she opened the Academy, I think you're right. That's so far. She's thinking so far ahead Mm -hmm. of everybody else that it's incredible. It's just incredible. But this one, this book matters. I agree with you. It totally does. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review at Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? 
Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits, such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side, so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com/podcast1. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com/podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.